Kiddushin Daflamet, the last thing we're discussing was a Mishnah Masechet Olah that Hadash is a source from the Torah everywhere, even including outside of Eretz Yisrael. The Olah is a Halakha and Kilaim is only Midrabanan. What does Olah outside of Eretz Yisrael Halakha mean? We saw that of Yudas in the name of Shmuel, it's just a Humra from the rabbis, it's not even a Dirabanan. And Ula said in the name of Rabbi Yohanan that it is a Halakha le Moshe Misinai. And the Gemara brought us cases of Amoraim who were very lenient like Shmuel. And with that, we're going to start Lametet Amud Aleph, eight lines in. In the middle of the line where it says, Amre Harife de Pumpadita. The sharp ones, the sharp rabbis, these are Aifa Abimi, the children of Rehaba in Pumpadita. They said, En Orla Bechutzalat. They held, there is no Isur of Orla outside Rachel, even with the Rabbanan. And Shalhar of Yudala Kamed Rabbi Yohanan. And Rabbi Yudas sent this in front of Rabbi Yohanan. And Shalah and Rabbi Yohanan responded to Rabbi Yudah. Setom Sefeka, I want you to hide this din. This din that you said that Safek Orla outside of Eretzel is mutar. Hide it. Don't talk about it. People were very lenient with Orla outside of Eretzel. Hide it. Don't talk about the leniency of Safek Orla. Ve'abed Vada'a. And any fruit that is 100% Orla, throw it out. Get rid of it with your hands. And anyone who is lenient say that their fruits are their fruits are asur. They need to be buried, meaning you're not allowed to have any benefit from them. And anyone who tells you that there's no halacha of orla outside of Israel, he won't have any grandchild, great grandchild. Someone in the family that will inherit this land, that will uh, throw her up. They, they used to measure the land that they used to receive, uh, the inheritance, by uh, by stretching a rope. And uh, that's how they used to measure the area. He won't have any uh, relative that will, be, uh, that will inherit him. That's the idea. Now, the sharp ones of Pumpadita who said, there's no Yisur Allah outside itself, who do they hold like? So they hold kihad etanya like the following by Tarbil Azar Berbiosi Omer Mishum Berbiosi Ben Edur Maska, and Shemar he said Mishum Berbiosi Galilish, and he said Shemar Mishum Berbiyohanan Ben Nuri, Shemar Mishum Berbiyazer Hagadol, and Orla Bechutz Laaretz. So you have all these rabbis, and the reason they're posek like a brayta, not like not like a mishnah, because the rule is whoever is the lenient uh, rabbi in Eretz Yisrael, halakha is like him outside of Eretz Yisrael. But the Gemara takes a step back and asks, Velo, does Rabbi Eliezer HaGadol, does he really hold that there's no din of Orla outside of Israel at all? But didn't we learn the Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Afa Hadash? That Rabbi Eliezer said, also the Hadash sounds like that not only Orla, but also Hadash, meaning Orla is for sure Asur. The Gemara says, Tene Hadash. Now just say the word Hadash, take away the word Af. Not also Hadash, just uh, Hadash. Meaning, he doesn't hold that Orla is no Hag outside of Israel. And Amar Rabbi Asi, Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Orla Bechutzel Aretz, Halachal Moshe Misinai. The concept of Orla outside of Israel, the only reason it's Asur is just Halachal Moshe Misinai. And Amar Rabbi Zirad, Rabbi Asi, Rabbi Zirad told Rabbi Asi, the problem is, Vihatanya, we have a Braita. Or really, it's a Mishnah, Masachet Ola, you have to fix it. Safek Ola Ba'aretz Asur. 
safek ola in etzel asur besuria mutar. In in outside of etzel in Syria, it's mutar. Hotzel aretz yored veloket outside of Israel. You go and take. That sounds like ola outside of Israel is mutar. So how can you tell me halachal Moshe misina it's asur? So ishtomem kishah had he told about it for an hour, and Amalei then he told him ema kachne ema. Maybe this is the way it's supposed to be said. Sefeka mutar vada'a asur. The halacha, the Moshe Sinai, is that the orla outside of itself is asur. But at, when there's a safek, it's not that we're lenient. No, it's actually mutar. Safek is mutar. It's not that we're just lenient. It's like one step above that. It's 100% mutar. And Amar Biyasi, Amar Biyohanan, Lokina la kilayim, Devar Torah. We get makot for kilayim outside of Israel from the Torah, meaning the isur is from the Torah. And But didn't we learn that Kilaim outside of Israel is Midrabanan? So the Gemara explains, Well, there's a difference. When do we say that Kilaim outside of Israel is Midrabanan? That's when a person plants, let's say, wheat seeds within six tefahim of a grapevine. So although that's Asur in Eretz Israel, we'll say outside of Eretz Israel, that's only Midera Banan. When grafting trees, when someone takes a branch of one tree and he puts it uh, into the ground with another tree or something sort of like that, that's a stronger level of Kilaim. And outside of Eretz Israel, that's Asur even from the Torah. And the idea is Shmuel, the Amar Shmuel, the Pasuk says, Et Chukotati Shmoru. Now, the, you have to, my laws you shall keep. It doesn't say you shall keep my laws. It says, no, my laws you shall keep. Meaning, the laws that I already told you about, meaning the, uh, from the time of Noah already, uh, w- w- you have to keep. Now, which ones are we talking about? Do not crossbreed animals and do not crossbreed plants. Now, the isur with animals is only when someone actually puts one species on top of the other species. It's the same idea of Same idea when it comes to the field is when a person is actually grafting uh, trees, meaning he's taking one branch, sticking it into another tree. It's the same way the Isur of crossbreeding animals is in Israel and outside of Israel. Then then the Isur of grafting trees, so that's Shmuel, and obviously Rabbi Asiyah, Rabbi Yohanan holds like that. Now, Shmuel continues, means your land. Your land means Eretz Yisrael. It sounds like Dafka Yisrael, not outside of Yisrael. So you can explain, The word Sadecha is coming to exclude the Kilaim of seeds outside of Eretz Yisrael. That's not a source from the Torah, rather it's Midera Banan. And the Gemara says a story. Rav Hanan and Rav Anan have ushaklev as lebor. Rav Hanan and Rav Anan were walking together on the way. Hazulahu gavra de kazara zraim bahade hadade. They saw this person. He was planting two different types of seeds together. So Amar le Rav Hanan told Rav Anan, "Nate mor neshamte. Let's you know, let's combine together and we'll put this guy in a harem. He's going against what the rabbi said. You're not allowed to plant uh, different types of seeds together and outside of itself." So Ahmadana told him, La Havritu, you don't know the halachot of Kilaim so clear, meaning it, 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 there's no Isur of planting Kilaim outside of Eretz Israel at all. 
meaning according to me, the guy didn't do anything wrong, and therefore I'm not putting him in harem. Vitu, and here's another case. They saw another person planting wheat, barley, in between the grapevines. And Amadel, again, Rav Hanan told Rav let's put him in harem. And Amadel, Rav Hanan told him, the halachot of Kirlayim are not clear to you. Meaning, don't we hold like Rabbi Yoshiyahu said you have to actually plant uh, wheat, barley, and grape seeds together in the ground in order to do the Isur? And here he's not doing that, he's, he's just putting them next to each other. Therefore, I'm not putting him in Harem. And the Gemara is another story. Rabbi Yosef Rav Yosef would take a whole bunch of seeds, meaning without grape seeds, and vizara, and he would plant them outside of Israel. And Alma de Abayin Abayin told him, "V'hanan tenan that kilayim midimesh sofrim." Didn't we say kilayim outside of Israel is a sro midirabanan? As Alma de Rav Yosef explained to him, "La kashia." No, there's no, there's no contradiction. Kan bechilea kerem. When do we say that kilayim outside Israel is midrabanan? That's when you're you're planting uh, cross uh, cross planting cross breeding next to grapes. Okay, so you planted uh, wheat barley with grapes. Kan What I'm doing is just cross breeding different types of seeds. I'm putting uh, wheat, barley, beans, things like that, and that's not even a midrabanan. Now the idea is kilea kerem. We're more strict with that is because the ba'aretz asurim bahanan eretz Israel. If someone planted, let's say, wheat, barley, uh, and uh, grapes together, you're not allowed to have any benefit from it. You'd have to throw it out. Then, it's nami, So, outside of Israel, hachamim or gozer. But uh, the kilaim of, of just different uh, seeds in Israel, they're not asur behana. So, if someone planted uh, wheat and barley together, it's not, you know, there's no isur to have benefit from it. You can have benefit from it. Therefore, whatever I said, it's not correct. Because Rav, the way he planted the garden in front of the yeshiva was different sections. He didn't cross-breed anything. He didn't mix them together. It was like different sections. Here's the wheat, here's the barley, here's the grapes. It was different sections. Now, my tama, what's the reason he, he didn't cross-breed? Why was he so adamant that they should be different sections? Lav mishum Is it wasn't he worried about kilayim? And that's why he separated them. So obviously what I hold is wrong. But Amade Abaye Abaye told Rav Yosef, Listen, Bishlama Yashmainan Arba Al Arba Ruhot Arugav Hat Bahim Sashapir. Abayet told Rav Yosef, look, if Rav planted his field in a special way to show that there's an issue with Kilaim, when a person has a field, in order for the the plants not to mix, you would have to put, let's say, um it's a machloket how how it's supposed to be in Masechet Shabbat Tafpedalin. But let's say you put a, a section of plants, one on this corner, one on that corner, and that corner, and that corner, and one in the middle, so this way they don't touch each other. If Rav would have done that, then Shapir, then I would have understood that he's worried about Kilaim, and therefore I would have learned that uh, there is the surah of Kilaim outside of Eretz Israel. But over here, he didn't do that, he just put them in different sections. It could be Mishunoi, could be heated because it just looks better. 
or maybe just he didn't want the, the his servant to work too hard when he sends the servant to go get uh, fruits he didn't want him to like have to look over here and over here and over here yeah he should not there's this section here this section here this section here it just makes life easier for the servant but has nothing to do with kilaim so it could be like you originally said that it's mutar so now for the sake of summarizing Orla outside of Israel, according to the Nakaman Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon, your Hayav Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, he says your Hayav midin a kalva homer from Hadash. According to Rabbi Hanan, it's a halacha Moshe Mesina. According to Shmuel, it's just it's a custom. According to Rabbi Lazar and and Harifed the Pumpadita, your Patur. When it comes to Kilaim, Tanakaman Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon said outside of Israel is Hayav midrabanan. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai holds again, it's Hayav. He learns Kalva Homer from Hadash. Rabbi Hanan says Hayav midrabanan. And Shmuel also holds Hayav midrabanan. According to Rabbi Li'ezer, though, it depends what it is. Kile'a, Kelem, and Kile'ezer, Aim is Mutar. However, Harakava, grafting trees, that's a surah from the Torah. And Harifeh de Pumpadita hold the same way. And Rav Yosef and Abaye hold that Kile'ezer, Aim is totally Mutar. Now, when it comes to Hadash, Outside of Israel, we understood from Tanakam and Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, the Depatur, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Hayav. And we learned that Rabbi Lazar says also Hayav. And that's the basic Mahlokit. Now, the next Mishnah is a little bit out there. There's going to be a lot of Midrashim and Gemarot that argue on over here. And, and it's going to be hard for us to understand the context unless we stay with the Pshat of the Mishnah. The Meiri explains, since we mentioned different type of mitzvot in this parak, so we threw in this Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, Kol mitzvah hat. Anyone who does one mitzvah, metivin lo, from the Shemaim, they do good for him, marichin lo yamav, and they lengthen his life, and he inherits the olam haba, v'chol she'eno, al mitzvah hat, and if you don't do one mitzvah, en metivin lo, they don't do good for him, v'en marichin lo yamav, and they don't lengthen his life, v'eno no helet haaretz, and he doesn't inherit olam haba. So what mitzvah are we talking about? So the, there's a Yerushalmi that explains that if a person accepted upon himself to do a, a special mitzvah, that's his mitzvah, and he doesn't do it, okay, that, then, he get, then he doesn't get all this stuff. And he, if he does do it, then he does get all this stuff. You see uh, different Amoraim in like Masechet Shabbat who talked about their special mitzvah, and that's what's bringing them to Olam Aban. That's what we're talking about. So that's the Yerushalmi, but we'll see over here that it might mean something different. But the Gemara starts first. Urmin here, we have a problem because we have a Mishnah in Masechet Pe'ah. It says, Elu devarim shadam ochel perotehem ba'olam hazeh va'keren kayemet lo le'olam haba. These are the, the things that a person eats the, the fruits in this world. But the principle meaning, the main reward is in the next world. Eluhen, they are. Kibud honoring parents. Ugmanut hasadim, kindness, all these acts of kindness. Vachna satorhim, bringing guests. Navat shalom ben adam lachavero, bringing shalom between men and and friend. Vetalmud Torah, can they get kulam? And learning Torah is equivalent to all of them. And it sounds like dafka these mitzvot, a person gets good, but for other mitzvot or his one special mitzvah, it, no. So the Gemara explains. Amar viuda hachi kamar. This is what the explanation of the Mishnah is. If someone does one mitzvah more than his than his mitzvot, so let's say he's even, he has the equal amount of averot and mitzvot, and he does one more mitzvah, then mativino they do good for him, and then it's as if he did the entire Torah, so he's on the good side. That one mitzvah brought him to the good side. So it sounds like 
It sounds like with these mitzvot, it sounds like even if I'm not really on the good side and like I'm totally on the bad side, but I do that will get me to all these good things. How's that possible? Just one mitzvah and you're good. You could be a total rasha and just honor your parents and you're good. So Amar Veshemaya. No, the idea in Masechet Pe'ah is Lomar She'im Ha'ita Shekula Machrat. That if you were even, this brings you towards the towards the the good side. Meaning, if a person ends off fifty fifty, but he has this mitzvah of Kibudah Ve'Engil Hasadim Talmud Torah, okay, then we're going to count him as if he's on the good side. With the other ones, it, it any other mitzvah could tip you over. These, if you're even, will consider you part of the good side. Now, the Gemara goes back to the Mishnah. Anyone who does one mitzvah more than his merits, they do good for him. The problem is, we have a bright that says, Anyone who has more zechuyot, more mitzvot than avonot, we do bad to him, in, and the way that she explains it, is we do bad for him in this world, so he could uh, get his punishment in this world. So next world he could get uh, only good. And he's like a person who burnt the entire Torah and he didn't even leave one letter. Now, anyone who has more avirot than mitzvot, we do confirm in this world so he could get his reward now and the next world we could punish him. And he's as if... Yeah, a person who did the entire Torah didn't even miss one letter. And it sounds like a person who has a majority of mitzvot, we don't do good for him in this world, unlike the Mishnah. The Mishnah says uh, he gets long life in this world. So what's going on? So Amar Abayi, Abayi explains, The way Abayi explains it is our Mishnah is talking about a person, and now there's going to be different ways to explain this. So I'm going to explain it first according to Rashi. Our Mishnah is talking about a person who the majority of his actions are mitzvot. So we're going to make him da'avdin le yom tav. We prepare him a yom tov, a good day, meaning in the in the future. In Olam Abba, he's going to have it good. So how does a yom tov work? You work hard, a lot of action goes into it, a lot of yelling, screaming until the yom tov happens. But then when the yom tov comes, everyone's happy, everyone's excited. So same idea, we're going to punish him here in this world so he could get a good time in the next world. And Yom Bish is a person who uh, is, is more Averot. So we're going to you know, let him have fun over here so we can punish him later on. Now, this is the way that she explains it. However, Tosfot explains that according to Abaye, the Avdin Le'yom Tav, we do for him good, that's the Rasha. Meaning, we let him have it good every so often so he can get rewarded for his mitzvot. But majority of his life will be bad. And the the bad day will be for the tzaddik. He'll have bad days here and there to punish him for any small avirot that he has. But the majority of his life will be good in this world. And he'll get rewarded for his mitzvot in this world as well. Now the Ritva explains on Tosfot that he... Tosfot did an amazing job explaining Pshat. And he's correct. And there's some sort of secret, some sort of sod nishtar, For those who understand the ba'ale emet, which probably Kabbalah, Tosafot's correct. So it's very interesting story, yeah, what's going on over here. Very good to look into it. Now that was Abayim. Rabbah Amar, 
he, the way he explains mitivin law that if a person does a mitzvah, we do good for him in our Mishnah. Ha man Yehuzas like Rabbi Yaakov. It's according to Rabbi Yaakov. Damas echal mitzvah behay alma leka. He holds there's no reward for mitzvah in this world. Detanya and the Brayta. This goes to the end of Masechet Cholin. Rabbi Yaakov Omer and leka kol mitzvah mitzvah shekatuvah b'Torah shematan tzchara b'tzida sheint chiyat mitim teluyah ba. There is no mitzvah. That the Torah says you'll get rewarded, and the reward is talking about this world. Rather, it's really when the Tchiyat Amitim comes, when Mashiach comes, and the Olam Abba comes, whatever, sometime in the future, that's when you'll get rewarded. Because look, the Pasuk says, It says, You'll have long life, and you'll have it good. says, You're going to have good life, long life. So let's let's talk about a case. Let's say a person, person's father told him, I want you to go up to the roof and get me uh, get me birds from the nest. So the boy went up to the roof, he sent the mother away, took the children, did the mitzvah, and on the way back, the son fell off the, the ladder and died. So now, Where's the good life that this boy is supposed to have? Remember, he did a double mitzvah here. He, he was honored his mother and father, and he uh, he did shiluh hakin. So where's his long life? Ella, rather, we have to say we're not talking about this world. Rather, it's the next world. You'll have a good life in the world that's all good, which is the olam You won't have any yusurim. Uh, you won't be heard over there. And you'll have long life in the world that's all long, which is olam and that's the way Rabbi Yaakov understood uh, the, the the concept of reward. So Rabbi says the the Mishnah is like him that all rewards from mitzvot is in the future. But the Gemara says, Maybe this story never happened with the boy going up the ladder, falling off. So the Gemara says, No, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov actually saw this. And I guess someone asked him, and uh, and that's the way he responded, that there's no reward in this world, that's in the next world. The Gemara says, Yeah, but maybe maybe this boy was thinking of doing an Avira. Maybe on his way down, he was thinking of eating a not kosher sandwich, and that's why Hashem punished him. The Gemara explains, Yeah, but when a person is thinking about doing an avera, Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't count it as if he did it, and therefore the person, this boy, didn't, even if he thought about doing something wrong, it doesn't count as doing something wrong, and therefore he should not have gotten punished. And that's and that led Rabbi Yaakov to say it's all the rewards are in the future. Maybe this boy was thinking about doing it says we're going to catch B'nai Israel for what's going on in their hearts. Meaning when it comes to Avodah Zarah, we do go by what's going on in the heart. Maybe this boy was thinking of doing Avodah Zarah. The Gemara explains, This is what Rabbi Yaakov wanted to say. If you want to say that there's reward for mitzvot in this world, then why didn't the mitzvah come and protect him so he wouldn't think about doing Avodah Zarah? Obviously, there's no reward for this for mitzvot in this world. Now the, the Gemara says, okay, if that's the route we're going, once we're on that subject, the Amar Bilazah Shiluhim Mitzvah and Nizokin. But then Rabbi Lazar said that a Shaliyah Mitzvah, a person who was sent to do a Mitzvah, a messenger of Mitzvah, does not get damaged. 
So we could explain over there on the way. Here he was already on the way back. And on the way back, he could get damaged. But again, Rabbil Azar said that the messengers of a mitzvah do not get damaged. They do not get hurt. Not on the way there, not on the way back. So like my explains, now when he went up that ladder, it was a very shaky ladder. It was a dangerous and it's kavia hezeka means it's for sure going to damage. And when a person puts himself in that type of situation, at that point, no one can protect them. Because whenever there's for sure a danger, meaning for sure someone's going to get hurt, at that point, we don't rely on miracles. Because you see, this is in regards to Hashem telling Shmuel, I want you to go make David the new king, but Shaul's still alive. So, and Shmuel was scared. How can I go? If Shaul hears, he'll kill me. Now Hashem's sending you. What do you have to worry about? But still, whenever there's a kavir hezekah, for sure danger, a person has to be scared. You don't rely on miracles. And Amar of Yosef Ilmaleh Darshe Aher Lehai Kera Kerbi Yaakov Barberate Lohataf Aher. If he was Doresh, the Psukim, that all rewards from its vote are in the future, like Rabbi Yaakov, his grandson, his daughter's son, he never would have sinned. He never would have went off the path, the, the path of Torah mitzvot. And the Gemara says, And why did Aher, why did Elisha ben Avuya go off the path of Torah mitzvot? So, Some say he saw this type of case where a boy listened to his father, went up the roof, came down. And that was too much, and he went off the derech. He saw the tongue of Chutzpit, the translator. Chutzpit was the one who translated all the words of Hachamim. He saw his tongue being dragged by a pig on the ground. And Amar and Aher said in his heart, The mouth that uh, that brought out pearls is going to lick the, the dirt. And that was too much on him. And he went out and he did Averot and he went off the Torah Mitzvot path. And a lot more has been written on this, especially in Masechet Hagiga in the second parak. Very good to look into this. Now the Gemara has a question. So Rav Tuvi brought up a contradiction to Rabbah. Look, Tanan, in our Mishnah it says, Kol mitzvah If you do a mitzvah, one mitzvah, we do good for you. Meaning, Asain, if you did it, we do good for you. Lo Asa, if you didn't do it, lo, then we don't do good. Or mean who? The problem is we have a Braita that says, If a person sat down and didn't sin, they give him reward as if he did a mitzvah, even though he didn't actually do a mitzvah. So which one is it? You get rewarded dafka when you do a mitzvah or when you don't do an avera? So Amar there, I've explained to to be Hatam over there, that Braita is talking about Over there, if an avera came to a person and he was saved from it, then, okay, you get, you get a reward for not doing the Avera. Kiha, like that story, uh, a Hashuv uh, Goya woman tried to be with Rabbi Hanina Bar Papi, and it was an Avera, and Amar Miltan, he said some sort of Shema Kodesh, and he filled himself up with boils and pus, and just so she could be disgusted from him. So she did some sort of witchcraft, and he, and she healed him. So he ran into a bathroom or a bathhouse, 
It was a type of bathhouse where if there was so many shedim over there, mazikin, that even if two people, now usually shedim only uh, work if it's one person in a secluded area, but here it was so rampant and so dangerous that even if two people went in the middle of the day, not just at night, even during the day, they would get harmed. And he ran in there. The Mahar, the next day when he came out, the rabbis told him, what uh, what safeguarded you while you were in that bathhouse? So Amar Lehu, he told them, Two of the Caesar's carriers safeguarded me the entire night. Some switch it to Kusha'e, like Shlomo HaMelech had the people protecting him. The idea is uh, either it was angels, it was something that protected him. And Amru Leh and Hachamim told Rabbi Hanina, it has to be because some sort of avira came to you and you you saved yourself from it. We have a braita. Anyone who an avira was supposed to come to him and he and he saved himself from it. He didn't do it. They do a miracle for him because the pasuk says If a person is a gibor. He watches himself from doing an Avera, then Hashem listens to his voice and makes a miracle for him. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.